Mervyn Hanley will inspire Mervyn Hanley will empower A voice powerful beyond measure He will keep us strong under pressure Touching the hearts and souls of family You will hear his voice through your tragedy Television online and overseas Tune in to Mervyn Hanley Thank you for joining me at the Blue Table. It's Mervyn Hanley. Good evening. It's the 8th of April and welcome to another edition. This evening's episode, we will focus on a trending topic around the Caribbean right now. It's all about mandatory vaccination or the talk rather about putting in this in a, putting this in a policy, a part of a government's policy in some islands. So we will discuss that. I have Rohan Isles with me this evening. I will get to Rohan, but let's take a break first. We'll hear from the Development Bank of St. Kitts and Nevis and Anchor Podcast, and uh, we'll be right back. Welcome to the Customer Support Portal, where we have made it easier for you to contact us. It starts with your question, email, a message, phone call, or a search on our website. Our CSP provides prompt and efficient solutions to your problems. We pride ourselves on treating our clients responsibly and ensuring your information is kept safe. Log on to www.sknd.net and send us a ticket or email us at customersupport at sknd.com. You may also call us directly at 869-465-2288 extension 1322 or 954-353-1003. Mervyn Hanley will inspire. Mervyn Hanley will empower. A voice powerful beyond measure. He will keep us strong under pressure. Touching the hearts and souls of family. You will hear his voice through your tragedy. Television online and overseas. Tune in to Mervyn Hanley. Thank you again for joining us. If you have not subscribed to the app, please do so. It's uh, the Blue Table with Mervyn Hanley, the podcast app. Download the app, subscribe, and you'll be able to get notifications. You'll be able to get this app, uh, these episodes first. You'll be able to get breaking news. Uh, Rohan Isles, good evening to you. Good evening, Mervyn. How are you? I am good. I am good. First of all, let me say that I listened to the Freedom FM's uh, commentary. Uh, that you did and it was a great one you would have done that as well last evening here at the blue table and it was rebroadcast on freedom fm and uh, some pretty good stuff there on good governance um so i just have to say that it is it was a good one a good commentary thank you i appreciate it no problem now let's get to some things here rohan this evening i in grenada it was announced overnight last night in Grenada that um, the government has implemented a policy where those in the tourism sector and hotel workers, uh, they will have to be vaccinated or they will lose their jobs. This was also endorsed by the Grenada um, Hotel and Tourism Association. What next? Um, they're now discussing as well that for folks coming into the country, coming into Grenada, that they'll have to be vaccinated. But let me not say it. I'll let you listen to this um, report out of Grenada and uh, we'll be right back. It's about two, three minutes and we'll be right back. I want to hear the I want our audience as well to 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 hear what they're saying in Grenada. Here it is. 
Big tonight, everyone working in the hotel sector in Grenada must get vaccinated if they are to keep their jobs. That revelation Wednesday by head of the Grenada Hotel and Tourism Authority, Leo Garbert, who noted that it is now the policy of the government. Uh, position of whether our team members um, will be uh, vaccinated and if that is that's a condition of employment. Actually, it's a bit above that level because it's been designated by the Prime Minister. So um, it's policy. So therefore, anybody who works in the um, tourism sector has to be vaccinated. In addition, the Hotel Association says it has also recommended to government that in the immediate period, it should mandate that every visitor coming to Grenada should be vaccinated. Get out of this. Our recommendation at uh, the, the Hotel Association and Tourism Association is that anybody who comes to Grenada, they must be vaccinated. That way, we create an environment whereby... Fortunately, uh, there'll be health and safety at work. Uh, the people at um, the hotels will be um, vaccinated. Anybody who's coming to the hotels, delivery drivers, taxi drivers, tour operators, um, vendors and so on, must be vaccinated before they come on to hotel sites. Then, if you've got guests who are vaccinated as well, we have created one of the safest environments in the world. Amidst some concerns that the rate of vaccination in Grenada is low, amidst what appears to be high levels of hesitancy, Chairman of the Grenada Tourism Authority, Barry Colomo, said the rates have to rise for the island's tourism to rebound. Get those numbers up. Um, we can have uh, a, a, a almost different type of, um, of tourism um, season where you see much more persons coming to Grenada, um, and the rest of the Caribbean. So I wanted to, to highlight, highlight that, that, that unlike 2020, when we were uh, in shock, not knowing what to do, in 2021, we actually have a solution, and that solution is, um, is vaccinations. Grenada is looking to begin reopening its market soon. It is expected to, that flights from the UK, which were banned last year, could resume by the middle of next month. Um. The UK is set to resume on May 17th, pending, of course, the Prime Minister's confirmation of that. But Grenada has, in, in unofficial reports, has been listed as one of the green destinations because we have done so well in the management of the pandemic. So we really want to ensure that we are partnering with British Airways to get the best out of that because people have Grenada on their minds and we want to ensure that we are supporting that effort. Rohan, your views on that, that tourism sectors, the, tour, the workers in the tourism sector must be vaccinated on the island of Grenada and then we'll get to um, other islands regarding this. Well, I mean, you know, Marvin, I think um, people closely follow the the news and the developments of COVID-19 across the Caribbean, across the region and around the world would not be very much surprised by this um, this new development. I think Caribbean governments are facing um, potential economic difficulties in the near future and in an effort to mitigate against that or at least to get um, the, the economies 
working again, uh, functioning again. Of course, we know that the majority, majority of Caribbean countries are dependent on tourism as, mm-hmm. uh, as a major mm-hmm. economic earner. And so Grenada has taken, and, and when I saw it first, I said to myself, this has this had to be a partnership with government and the, the well, I didn't say hotel industry. I mm-hmm. think my thought was the private 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 um the private entities because mm-hmm. government cannot solely well it, it would not be effective if government is saying uh, tourism um, workers have to take the vaccine by themselves because first thing you know employees are going to say well, we don't work for you right and so um the partnership between hotels and hoteliers and and, and the government that makes it a lot more powerful in its stance and as normal as is the case what would be interesting is to see what the response of, of, of um, the workers are uh, they still i'm going to have a position where they don't want to take the vaccine but even they even if they know. even if they have a position i understand you, we have to respect the the rights of others um mm-hmm. but it's it's one thing that even if they decide not to, who are they going to turn to? They can't go to government because it's a government, it's a policy now. Um, so who are they going to turn to really? And I understand what people are saying, and we're going to get to the other islands. But there are choices, and we all have choices to make. And speaking of choices, Rohan, um, this is what, um, whether or not we agree with the, the actions of Grenada's prime minister, the actions of the Grenada government, and the Grenada Tourist Association. What we have to understand is that we elect leaders and we elect leaders to make tough decisions. And elections have consequences, either way you put it, whether positive or negative, elections have consequences. And that is why it is very important. It is very, very important that we pause before we go into that ballot box and make a decision on who we are voting for, cast that X. Because we can't just pull anyone, and I don't mean to sound like this, but we can't just pull anyone from off the street and vote for them. Because they are going to be in a position to make decisions like this one that leaders and ministers of government would have to contribute, ministers of a cabinet would have to contribute as far as a decision-making policy. So we have to make sure that we know who we are choosing as our leaders. You can't choose someone because they give you three and five hundred dollars knowing that we're facing a pandemic at this time. You can't choose someone because they 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 can have a good, they, they, they talk a good talk and they're popular on social media. You can't choose someone because they were chosen by or handpicked by a leader or whomever just because of because for someone's agenda. So we have to be very, very, I mean, your vote, and I keep saying this, is a very sacred one. And I am kind of mellow tonight because I am just reflecting on the, 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 the impact and the, the burden that these leaders and politicians and the ministers of government that they are, they are walking around with at this time. The burden they, that's on their shoulders because they have to make tough decisions. They have to make tough decisions. And the pandemic, we have never experienced anything like this in such a long time. And again, this is not me being for or against what they're doing, but all I am saying is that it weighs heavily on them and decisions are tough and they have to be made. Yes, I mean, I, I would agree <coughs> that um, in that context, of course, you'll try to I mean, elect people who are going to make, as you say, tough decisions and, and decisions that are in the best interest of, 
of the people of the, of, of the country. And so, um, whether we agree or disagree with the position Dr. Keith Mitchell has taken in Grenada, and um, as you said, um, we'll talk about some other countries. And, and what we what what I'm foreseeing is that more and more countries, whether here in the Caribbean or across the world, are going to have to are going to get to that place when they they, they have to decide on what the best response to the, the, the virus is, whether it is mandatory vaccinations or, or, or continue to leave it as it is. I mean, for me, within the, the scope of the mandatory vaccination, because the situation um, now is uh, health versus econ- I mean, mm-hmm. uh, the economy, I think that was always the case. But individuals now must decide for themselves what is what is what is what is important so we'll see we'll see what the response is by the employees in, in Grenada and we'll see what the response is across the Caribbean when countries begin to to press a little harder on its citizens to to become to become vaccinated no we are looking at uh like earlier today broke some news out of St Vincent and the Grenadines where Prime Minister mm-hmm. Dr Ralph Gonzalez um told teachers ahead of Monday's reopening of schools that they should have a government-approved uh, COVID-19 vaccine or been tested with a negative PCR for the virus. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. they'll be asked to, to leave the compound. And yeah. that is deep. That, that we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But I also want you to listen to the Prime Minister of St. Kitts and Nevis, the Honorable Dr. Timothy Harris, who he has some decisions. Well, his cabinet, his team, they have decisions to make as well. So let's listen to... I just read to you from Prime Minister Gonzales, and you realize it's all around the Caribbean now. So let's listen to Prime Minister Dr. Timothy Harris. It's about uh, three minutes, but uh, let's just give a listen. Audience, please bear with us. We want you to listen to as we break this all down. Let's give a listen. We need every employer, not just to say, but to insist that every employee must be vaccinated. This is where it's going to come for the protection of your business, for the protection of the peace and the health of those who are vaccinated, employers, including the government, will have to give consideration to that. We have seen it already started in St. Vincent and the Grenadine. Last night in Leadership Matters, I made it clear that my government has sought the advice of constitutional experts in relation to this particular matter. And there is, of course, a balance. But ultimately, we are confident that our Health Act, Public Health Act, does provide for the compulsory vaccination of persons, but certain SRO become necessary. And so we are getting further legal advice as to how we will move and how quickly. Do we wish to get there? If it is in the national interest, if it is that people are being too tardy, if it is that people are not conscious that by remaining unvaccinated for long, they are jeopardizing the health of other people in the workplace, they are jeopardizing the recovery of the country, then we certainly will have to look there. I was asked when we will do it and whether we are considering. My government has always said 
And I have always said that when it comes to matters that are critical to the survival of the state, the government must not take any option off the table. And whether it was in the battle against criminal activity, where I said we must use every resource to wipe it out in the country, or now we are faced with a global pandemic, we have to ensure that people do the right thing. And if we need legislation to ensure that people act responsibly, we will be prepared to bring the legislation because the health and safety of our country must never be compromised. Never be compromised. None can say that what we have here is an existential threat to our well-being, our way of life, to where we do things. It has been so for over a year now. And it is time for us to awaken to the reality that life has to go back to some sense of normalcy. The mass wearing and all those other things that we can do, which we have loved so much, and which we have to find better ways of doing, until we get ourselves vaccinated, we can't change course. Should we let a determined couple of people determine the future of all of us. I say no. And so I want to end on a note of encouragement. Please get yourself vaccinated and the time to do it is now. That's Prime Minister, the Honorable Dr. Timothy Harris of St. Kitts and Nevis. Rohan Isles, your thoughts on what you just heard? You know, what, what is interesting is that sometimes there are certain cues that are given to us as citizens when it relates to certain things. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, for example, in St. Nevis, there was a schedule of how citizens were going to be vaccinated on a voluntary basis, of course, based mm -hmm. on the, the, the severity of exposure to this virus. And you know, earlier on, I, I think right on the blue table, we talked about what if we got to the position of having to have mandatory um, a vaccine. Mm -hmm. And uh, if I can transition that over to St. Vincent and the Grenadines, here in St. Vincent and Nevis, I think the vaccination of teachers was on an earlier schedule. I think there were five five categories, and I think the vaccination of teachers in St. Vincent and Nevis was one of the earlier schedules. Mm -hmm. And if I can transition that to, to St. Vincent and the Grenadines, um, Ralph Gonzalez is now saying, listen, you, you guys are, are important facets and important components within the, the, the economic structure of St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Um, his position isn't as strong as Grenada's, because I think he's saying, listen, you, you, you either get the vaccine or you set up yourself to be tested. Well, who wants who wants to be tested every week or every two weeks? A PCR test, a PCR test. You have to dig up your nose and all of that kind of stuff, though. Well, well, well I mean, that's the option he's given. So, so it's either you, you take the shot and and don't have to get something up your nose every two weeks, and if you decline both of those, then you you stay home until you you make up your mind. And you stay home and you stay home without pay. Without pay, but but that's what I'm saying. I mean, when we have when we make choices. 
we must be willing to accept responsibility of our choices mm-hmm. and to accept the consequences, whatever they be, when it comes to our choices. If the opposition is that principled to you, then you must be willing to accept to accept those those consequences. And so, even though we are seeing that push to mandatory, there, there is still that scope, that room that gives people the that option. It is not a point where I am seeing they're saying, okay, well, except for for Grenada Storage Authority, which has gone hard and fast and saying, listen, you either get a vaccine or you, you don't have a job. It's up to you. What is likely to happen though, and governments must be careful of, um, is, is people who, for some reason, just refuse to take the vaccine. And then when you, when you look at that now, there is a high level of unemployment and a possible burden placed on social services and the social safety net. And then it's still government who has to, by its own mandate, try to give assistance to these people because you, you, you can't say you're not going to help them. You run the risk of your, 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 your human index, um, being negatively affected by that. So it's a lot to consider here in Jenkins anyways, what I am very interested in Marvin is the advisory board who now sits on the advisory board with regards to the policy that is that is that is pending and we all know there is a policy pending and we all know that in, in, in short order the government of think it's and is going to make an official position with regards to the, the state of vaccination and this and, and i have a um i i am very uncomfortable with terms such as mandatory vaccines um if i may be mm-hmm. frank i i I, I, I am not, I, I am not a fan of that term, but um, I believe that I know some folks are talking about oh we need education, huh? But to come education more about the vaccines and all that kind of stuff. But let's give let let me say this frankly: um, the government, whether it's in Kits and Nevis, and in fairness to the governments around the region, they have given more education than I mean they have begged, they have pleaded, they have they have sent. They have issued so many releases. The education is out there. The mass um, PR campaigns have been out there. So when people are telling me about, um, um, oh, we need to be more educated, that's just a, that's just total BS, okay? Because the education is out there. And especially for St. Kitts and Nevis with a, a literacy rate of 90-something of percent or whatever the case may be, all of us can use Google. And all of us know how to search for every damn thing. So we also know how to search up all these vaccines or whatever the case may be. Yes, are there, are there um, some, some, some concerns regarding of some uh, legitimate news reports? Yes, I understand that. I understand, and I get that. But do not use you need to be more educated about the vaccine as some sort of excuse. Because you have gotten all the education you need, right? Um, but I do not like the term mandatory vaccination. I, I do not like it. I'm very uncomfortable with it. Um, if there are options um, to the people, and there are options. The government is saying, uh, well, the, the chatter, rather, not the government, mind you. The chatter is that you, you take the vaccine, and as you've just heard in the, in the clip there, you take the vaccine or, you know, they have to, 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 to look at other means. They have to, as far as your, your job, as far as your future, your, your, your um, employment future at some of these um, places. And but at the same time, the Rohan, um, the folks who we are asking or are pleading to take the vaccine, would they get employed? Those tourism workers are they going to be employed in short order after taking the vaccine? 
I mean, would that guarantee that things will bounce back right away? Um, what would guarantee other than um, um, herd immunity? Fine, you get herd immunity, but if I'm be quote unquote devil's advocate, what can those who were mandated to take the vaccine, the tourism workers, what other relief, what relief do they have coming after that? You've reached herd immunity. Are we now going to tell those people, okay, you now have to wait. We've gotten to herd immunity, yes, but let's wait another six months for the tourists to come back and, and, and all those kind of stuff. Persons out there, they're broke. They're broke. And I don't want to say hungry like that, but yes, they're hungry. So when we are preaching about taking the vaccine, after that, then what's next? And that is what these are questions, these are uh, 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 situations and, and answers that folks are looking for. You can't just say take the vaccine just to reach herd immunity. Okay, we are at herd immunity. Okay, we can hug each other. Okay, we can party again. Okay, we can attend music festival and carnival and we can go to church. But what about employment for our people? They're still at home. When, 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 when are they going to see that bounce? When do they bounce back into a job? When is the economy going to bounce back? Do they have to wait another six months? So I do get why people as well are saying, listen, hey, you're talking like this, but what is in it for us? Really? We're not asking for money out of the, like a, um, and, and some sort of initiative, but what is in it for us as far as after we have done this? After we have, I'm seated to your cries. Where do we go from here? Well, I mean, I mean you, you valid questions and you're asking you're asking for guarantees um, in areas that really have no guarantee based on the situation that the global economic find global economics find, find themselves I mean I think the only guarantee on Rohan I'm sorry stick a pin let's let's take a quick we have to I'm, I'm getting a signal that we do have to take a break let's hear from Anka, um, I'm sorry Colin Sons on St. Martin and affluent affluent homes in Nevis and we'll be right back I'm very hungry. Whoa, was that your stomach? You need to get on down to Carl and Son's Unique Bakery, your number one spot for sandwiches, pastries, cakes, and more for breakfast and lunch. Are you in a rush? Call in your order at 543-1059 for town and 544-2462 for Cold Bay. Follow their Facebook page to see their daily lunch specials. Carl and Son's, the right choice since 1982. It's been a while that you're thinking or dreaming of your new home. Let Affluent Homes turn that dream into reality. Leave it to us to deliver. A team of architects and designers have created award-winning designs. We will work with you to develop the distinctive look you envision. For real estate development, property sales and management, you must think of Affluent Homes Limited. Check out our website www.affluenthomesnevis.com or email us merchant at merchantlc.com or call us today at 1-869-665-2121 Affluent Homes Limited Mervyn Hanley will inspire Mervyn Hanley will empower A voice powerful beyond measure He will keep us strong under pressure Touching the hearts and souls of family You will hear his voice to your tragedy Television online and overseas Tune in to Marvin Honey Thank you, Rohan. Um, go ahead from where you, you, you left off. Yeah, I mean, I think the only guarantee you're going to get 
well, you'll get out of the immediate situation of being vaccinated is is that health guarantee that you you you're not going to be severely affected by by the COVID virus if you you happen to contract that. Um, there is no the guarantees that are, are being sought at or sought after. The, <coughs> I mean, you know, and I know. I think the best bet is is going to be is going to be a wire. And I think what Caribbean governments are trying to do is that because the region is dependent on tourism, and tourism in itself is um, uneven at the moment. I mean, you're talking places like US, uh, UK, uh, Canada, who are still trying to to, to fight the COVID nineteen themselves. Um, they have travel restrictions in certain in certain regards, and so that is where most of our tourists come from. But I think what Caribbean governments are trying to do is trying to best place themselves. They're trying to be prepared for when the markets open, for the world opens again, that their country is one of the places that can readily and safely accept um, the, 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 the the world's tourists again. Um, you know, you that was a very very pointed question you asked because. When you think of it, Marvin, even though the Caribbean Tourism Organization said that the Caribbean is expecting um, growth in the industry this year, I think what is going to impact that is how fast we can get to, and of course we have heard this time and time again, how fast we can get to herd immunity and how fast we can receive mm-hmm. guests and tourists again. And that is a question that I, I, I don't know how many people, people can answer, but you know, Caribbean governments are trying to get to that point that says, listen, when the world opens again, we are ready. You are ready. I am ready. The country is ready to accept to accept, um, accept tourists. I, I don't think we want to be caught in a position where the world is open and then we are still trying to catch up in terms of having our people vaccinated to be safe uh, and to be, to be one of those places that can accept tourists. Because, you, I mean, when we talk about small island developing states, you know the struggles that mm-hmm. these Caribbean islands go through. Just go back to, to the financial markets and how often Caribbean countries are blacklisted or relisted for whatever reason. I don't think um, these these developed countries and industrial countries are going to have a problem blacklisting things in the US or any other Caribbean country that hasn't um, gotten to herd immunity or they feel isn't safe, safe for their citizens. And I see a number of folks on social media, they are talking about uh, their human rights and uh, this right and that right. And we, I mean, you're no legal expert, but um, do you think that will um, stand up in a court of law as far as, um, you know what, we, I'm going probably too deep in the weeds with that. So I'm not... <laughs> I mean, that's a very question. What, what, I have, what I have read over time is that governments are sovereign powers and... and when you talk about global pandemics and these these kind of things, there, there are constitutions that govern countries, and I think governments go back to their constitution to seek within the, the, the outlay of the constitution what powers they have or they may have in crafting policies like these. And I don't think any government is going to just apparently want to and if you if you realize if you listen carefully to dr harris prime minister harris of st kitts and nevis he made he alluded to the the constitution he made reference to the constitution and that that is where they are going in order for any future decision regarding uh vaccination yes yes 
I mean, in, in, even in this mandatory or the phase, as you don't like the term, mm-hmm. there is still a choice. There is still a choice. But what governments are doing is putting the onus squarely on individuals now. Mm-hmm. This is not a government thing now. This is on you now. So you decide now. We gave you the option. Well, you, you had the opportunity to decide X, Y, Z. But what we want now is to say, listen, whatever you decide, you are squarely responsible. Whatever consequences come, you are squarely responsible. Because there's not a case where they're saying nobody is, you know, sending the army to grab you and tie you up and mm-hmm. inject you and, and, and those kind of things. There's no concentration camp and any of those things. That is a, that, that, that would constitute um, violation of your human rights. Um, you, you, you have the basic rights to a number of things. And uh, unfortunately, a job isn't one of those things. And do you think that it will reach a, a point... Sorry? Do you think it will reach a point where... Um, if it's not mandated, well, they, the government can say, hey, then you can't attend certain events. There's where vaccination passports come into play. You can't enter certain places or whatever the case may be. Well, yeah, I mean, again, that's policy for private entities. I think um, going back to World Health Organization's mandate that we don't move away from the non-pharmaceutical um, um tactics that help us to combat COVID-19, such as the social distance, the sanitizing, and the wearing of masks. I think governments are more inclined to enforce those in terms of going to places than saying if you're not vaccinated, you can't. I think, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not mistaken, in the US, they, they recently shut down the idea of a vaccination passport. And I think there are certain reasons why they wouldn't want to go. Well, that that's thing. that's on a federal level, but there are certain states who are yeah. who can do that. There are states that, right. a matter of fact, they're, they're testing that right now in the state of New York, for example. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, right. And I, I'm talking, well, you, you look at the overarching right, principle right, of the federal right. government mm-hmm. in, in that context. But um, I, I, I think what is going to happen is that people's higher order needs and people's desires are going to drive them to the position that, um, listen, uh, there is there is more to gain than to lose um, in, in regards to taking the vaccine. And I'm not talking about people who genuinely cannot take the vaccine. I think um, governments are going to make um, provisions and concessions for those people who, by their very nature, cannot um, take the COVID-19 vaccine and so on. But I think when you look at it and people now say, listen, boy, I need that job. Or mm-hmm. people begin to say, boy, I, I had this job, but some now went and take the vaccine, so some can get the, get the job. Yes, and yes. Other things are going to come into play in terms of the human mind because humans are, 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 are interesting beings. Eh? Mm-hmm. And what I am keen on looking at is I, I really want to see how many people prior to any policy shift in taking the vaccine who would have said they're not going to take the vaccine, what is their reaction now? Because I, I, you know, you know people, you know humans, a lot of us, yes, we have principal position, yes, we have positions that are that are honest and, and that are, are, are really meaningful to us, and then there's some of us who just, we just, we just join the line because the line looks, looks fun, so. Right. We'll see how many of those people come out of the line now, considering that this is a possibility. Um, I am still confident that the, the, the region's people will sooner or later and hope, hopefully sooner rather than later come to the understanding that um, 
to get back to get to and I, I stop saying get back to normal because that has long gone to right. get to a, a place of, of normalcy where, where life can be life again unless they have a better solution to what scientists around the world has provided then they'll have to, to, to join the vaccination line yes indeed and as we wrap up um, all eyes are on all eyes and ears are on uh, St. Vincent again with the Sofria, the, 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 the volcanic activity that has, well, earlier today there was smoke um, and the, the, the alarm, the alarms are going off in, in, in St. Vincent. They have not mandated a, a, any evacuation as yet, um, but all eyes are closely monitoring the um the hills on there in St. Vincent. So we can just uh, hope and pray for the best and leave the rest to the the powers. Yeah, I mean, we continue to, to send our prayers up for the citizens and residents of St. Vincent and the Benedictines and hope for the best year. But um, Sophia is saying that, you know, she has a little bit more life left in her. So we'll see how that goes. That is, that I am truly hopeful that you know, it doesn't um, erupt um, anytime soon because I, I believe that is going to compound the situation for the Roman Islands, mm-hmm. especially now in this COVID era and having to, of course, you know, as a region, we continue to look out for our brothers and sisters and so on. And that, that is, you know what, Rohan, that is another story on its own because I, I, I can't even begin to imagine if if that mountain erupts and, and then we have a situation yeah. where our yeah. neighbors now will... And yeah. the borders, and then they'll have to be in other countries, Caribbean countries, and the the impact and the the burden that will be on other territories, and it's a whole oh man, just just yeah. to think about it, it's a bit overwhelming. Just the thought, yeah. yeah? So yeah. I I mean, I believe. Well, let's see what happens. We we'll see what happens. Okay, so we're not back until Monday. However, the Honorable Sean K. Richards of St. Kitts. He's the mm-hmm. currently the, the the leader of the People's Action Movement. Action. He yeah. will of Sinkets. He will be here at the Blue Table on Monday. However, what I would like though is after the awesome. interview with um, Sean with the Honorable Deputy Prime Minister, then you and I can have a chat about what he what we discussed in that interview with him, him and I yeah. And myself. Yeah. So yeah, sure. that will be on Monday. And, 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 yeah. And I have another. I have another politician. I will not name the politician yet. Coming up next week as well, here at the Blue Table. We'll go ahead. What were you saying? Yeah, I was. I was just confirming that their convention is on the eleventh. Yes, their convention is on Sunday, yeah. and it's going to be a convention that um, many will be listening yeah. to. They'll be listening to the words of the the leader and the deputy prime minister Sean Richards, um, yeah. to, just to see what direction he will take. The party, and not only the party, but whether or not he would touch on, which I am predicting that he will, he will touch on his own future as far as um, whether or not he's aspiring to be the next prime minister of St. Kitts and Nevis. So those are discussions that I'm sure will come up in my interview with the deputy prime minister of St. Kitts and Nevis on Monday evening. You know, I mean, just as we... Bid farewell, I know, of course. Well, it's, it's, it's a political we can think it's serious, you know. Yes, I it is a political. Saturday, it's something. Is what, the, what else is happening, Rohan? Saturday, there is the launch of an RPC candidate, mm-hmm. one of the four females on the, the ballot for the next election in St. Paul's. Mm-hmm. 
on JD Kane. Let me let me ask the question so you can answer properly. <laughs> You're predicting that JD Kane's. You're so excited, and I mean, I can feel your 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 bounce on this man. Well, you're 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 feeling that JD Kane's will be victorious over Spencer Brand, the current holder of the seat there in Nevis in St. Paul. Yes, that is that is a prediction I made some some time ago. I'm standing by that. Uh, I I'm confident that JD will will be returned well. You say return in political terms. Uh-huh. JD will be the. the uh, the next rep for St. Paul's. Okay. Rohan Isles, thank you so much. And we will speak on Monday after the interview with the Honorable Sean K. Richards. You take care. Same All right. Man. That was Rohan Isles for you. I can't even call him a guest contributor now. He's more like a co-host at the Blue Table here with Mervyn Henley. I want to thank all of you for listening tonight. Remember to share this episode with your family and with your friends. And remember, if you have not already, to download the podcast app, search for The Blue Table with Mervyn Henley, and enjoy at your leisure. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Do join me again on Monday evening with a similar presentation of The Blue Table. Remember, we'll have the Honorable Deputy Prime Minister, Sean Richards of St. Kitts and Nevis. He will be at The Blue Table. He will get the tough questions. And... Yeah, it will be a good night. And then Rohan and I will discuss that interview. So enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. And God bless you. Mervyn Hanley will inspire. Mervyn Hanley will empower. A voice powerful beyond measure. He will keep us strong under pressure. Touching the hearts and souls of family. You will hear his voice through your tragedy. Television online and overseas. Tune in to Mervyn Hanley.